This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. Dad, I assume Tom. Good morning, Patrick. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? Congratulations on the film. I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. Uh, you know, uh, seven five zero zero is uh, is the plane is the um, movie we're talking about today. You're the writer. You're the director. Uh, Turkish terrorists take over a flight from Berlin to Paris. You know, this is a very familiar story of uh, plane hijacking since the 1970s and 80s. First, it's not just it, it's not just Turkish, and first they are, they are German and. Um, all of them, they just have different backgrounds, Arabic sometimes, sometimes German, sometimes Turkish, but they all born and lived um, in Germany, that's the story. Yeah. Uh, the film is, can be very intense at times, and I know uh, Jordan Gor- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is more of a uh, mild-mannered pilot that has to try to keep things under control. When you decided to write this story, mm-hmm. did you have him in mind as the lead actor? Or was this just, you know, his performance and his audition made made it so much more interesting? Um, when I when I started writing it, I was uh, still in film school. I didn't finish my film school. I didn't make uh, everything will be okay. What opened a lot door, a lot of doors to me. So I would never like dream of having uh, someone like him in my film. And after the Academy Award nomination for my short film, um, doors were opening up. And when they asked me like what kind of, you know, who should play. Um, the lead of the the film, um, I was like, um, you know, someone of a of an who has this everyday uh, man persona and who who is not like this action hero, um, who can who can like and has a wide range and um, you know very quick we came to, uh, well like they suggested if, if if Joe might be the right right person I was like absolutely but I still then I never imagine or dream that he would say yes to this so this was originally your so this was originally your film school script that you eventually developed into a full-length feature well it was more like um you know i, I started you know when i finished my film school with another film um you know i had the idea before i finished film school of this and um after the short came out and people asked me a lot like what what is next for you I still I have this idea in mind. I tell them I want to um, shoot a film just inside a cockpit and tell the story um, of the pilot and uh, one of these guys um, who attacked the cockpit. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, it, the idea came while I was still in film school, and um, it grew after the success of the short. What was enjoyable about the film is the fact that the set is very small. You know, it's the it's the hall of the plane. It's the cockpit, it's the emotions, it's the writing, which does wonders for storytelling instead of everything just being big explosions and set changes, and now we're in Paris, and now we're in Kiev, and then we're going to be in Prague, and wherever else all throughout Europe, that the scenery gives gives it its feel, but this one is the intensity of the story. Um, Was this a concern because you wanted to make it just a very small, intimate type film, or was it also budget constraints? It was not budget concerning, you know, it was always, you know, um, we, we knew that we don't have a big budget, like for my, my first feature. 
Um, but the idea, the first idea was um, really telling a story um, in a very, very small space and getting with this challenge uh, and accepting this challenge and try while writing it to to figure out how this could uh, how this could happen um, and uh, what kind of story like and what kind of um, drama we could we could tell uh, inside of this um, just in this cockpit. So um, you know the idea was really like the first idea was not that I we don't have enough money for like going bigger. Uh, it was really like I, I wanted to do this very small space film, this film in a very small space. Right. Um, with, with something like this, you know, you're the writer and the director on the film, so you have the majority of the creative control when it comes to it. Was there something for you that worked on the page that just wasn't working on camera that it forced you to rearrange certain things in order to make the production flow better? Um, fortunately, um, at the, you know, we, we, you know, the, the screenplay process took like a very, very long time, like, one and a half to two years. So uh, we tried out, we talked a lot about that. So um, when we started shooting, um, there was like, you know, we were really in kind of the flow and, and uh, the moment we had kind of um, worked very well and we could like really um, go for the actors and go for the emotions and um, try to go there. That was the, you know, that was the, the challenge to really get from script to, um, um, to to camera, you know, with the actors, like something that, you know, you always think like works in your mind and then on the, on the set, you know, it's uh, very, very hard to, to come there, all the emotions and all this, all this drama. And because we, we were always like playing like everybody, you know, all the people outside of the, of the cockpit were playing at the same time when Joseph was playing. So um, we had the overview and that, Every beat and every moment um, fits together, and uh, you know that was the uh, we we shot it like a twenty thirty pages um, t- minute take, so that all these beats come together that that nicely. That was a, a big challenge there. Wow, and you and you pulled it off uh, marvelously. Um, with something like this, you know, creativity comes Thank comes you. and goes. Oh, you're, please, you're welcome. Thank you for for sharing the film with us. Um, creativity comes and goes, goes and sometimes inspiration strikes at the most uh, either inopportune times or through tragedy. Was there something in Europe that happened that made you want to come up and say, oh, I got to tell the story this way, you know, based on, a, based on a true life event? Or was it just something that you had seen over time that said, you know what, I should tell a story about this? Um, you know, while writing, you know, the terrorist attack in, in Bataclan happened and the terrorist attack in uh, Germany at the um, Christmas market happened. And um, I was always wondering why why should I tell a story like this? And I was always telling people like, because it's not about just the the attack at itself, you know, um, we create that, we, we cause a lot of what well, this caused a lot of pain inside of this airplane. You know, but I always um, thought about the last act and uh, this guy who had lost so much, like the pilot lost so much, and our natural like response to it and what we see a lot, like when when people bombing Syria, you know, and trying to to do this is always like taking revenge somehow, and everybody's screaming for revenge, you know. And I wanted to to make a film um, 
where the, the main guy experienced a lot of pain, but um, the only answer, right answer to that is not going for revenge, but to go for like accepting this pain. And when he gets out of the cockpit in the end, you know, he even tried to help this kid who is partly responsible for all, you know, his misery. So um, that was like for me the, the goal to go there, like to having a moment where like this guy puts down the knife and says like, no, I don't become someone who's taking another man's or another person's life. I, you know, I take this and um, I have to go from here. The world is going through some seriously trying times right now, um, especially here in the United States mm-hmm. where we've been having not only our, our battle with uh, this horrible virus, but uh, the human condition, unfortunately, and and protests and rightfully so. Um at some point when things calm down from an outsider looking in, because you're clearly from Europe, so your interpretation of America is different than being in the eye of the storm. You know, like your movie, how peace was created, because that's idealistic. How do you think that we as a society could learn from each other, whether either in Germany or the United States or Austria or wherever? Well, that's a very, very big question. I think there's no easy answer for it you know but in the end it's it's always you know you know putting down the the knife putting down the weapons putting down the stuff and and you know coming you know at the moment social distancing is what we all should do around the world right but i think um when when all of this is over like getting you know getting to know the other side well better you know it's doesn't matter if it's uh, black or white or if it's um another religion um um, or the same religion, you know, it's just, you know, trying to do ample, and, you know, getting, getting close and listen to, just getting to know. So, Patrick, you were leaving uh, off thing. I <laughs> gotta love technology. Sometimes the call drops. What did you get? I got up until yeah. the point of, um, it doesn't matter. Our uh, whether it was a religious difference or racial difference, uh, we have to put yeah, down the yeah. knives. Yeah, so. yeah. That, 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 that's basically you know that's basically in the time of social distancing right now. You know, after that we have to get get closer to each other again. You know, and try to understand each other and try to be open for their views and their like lifestyles and you know accept that. So I think you know. You know, be, we, as a human, I think you're always like, there's always a fear for the unknown. And I think with technology and everything, we can overcome that and get to, get to know each other better. I think that's the only answer I have, how we come out of all of this. Well, I, I do like your answer and the fact that uh, technology can either bring us together or drive us further apart. Hopefully at this time, it's going to bring us closer together. Uh, with yeah, the- hopefully. You know, with uh, technology the way it's going now, and it seems like the movie theaters won't be opening up for quite a while. Mm-hmm. The film's, go- you know, film's going to video on demand. Uh, to tell our audience why they should, when they're scrolling through their their list of selections, pick your film to watch. You know, that's a good question. Everybody has to make a choice. You know, I don't want to. You know, I can I can promote it like um, that. This can be a great. Um, it's a thrilling experience um, where you maybe in the end learn a little bit more about um, the other side. Um, 
you know, but in the end, it's up to everybody to to choose in this time what they want to see. So I think it's not an easy film to watch, um, but I think uh, hopefully um, it's something to enjoy and to have seen in the end. So you are too diplomatic. Your film is fantastic. It <laughs> it shows us the human condition and uh, sometimes the plight of immigrants in a world that they don't fully fit in or have fully acclimated to. Uh, Patrick, where can we find you on social media? And remind us of the release date, please. Um, the release date is on the 18th. Um, and you cannot find me on social media because I tried not to be there anymore. Very smart man. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different from what I said before that technology can bring us together. Uh-huh. But at the moment, you know, it's, I think it's a, a little bit more healthy to stay off like social media and trying to to um, you know look go outside and look at the people outside again and talk to them and not just like human interaction is something we're definitely going to need more often of. Uh, Patrick Vora, thank you so much for your time. The film comes out uh, June 18th, and please check it out on VOD to everybody that's listening. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you. You too.